Joshua chapters 20 through 22. Then the Lord said to Joshua, Say to the people of Israel, Appoint the cities of refuge of which I spoke to you through Moses, that the manslayer who strikes any person without intent or unknowingly may flee there. They shall be for you a refuge from the avenger of blood. He shall flee to one of these cities and shall stand at the entrance of the gate of the city and explain his case to the elders of that city. Then they shall take him into the city and give him a place and he shall remain with them. And if the avenger of blood pursues him, they shall not give up the manslayer into his hands because he has struck his neighbor unknowingly and did not hate him in the past. And he shall remain in that city until he has stood before the congregation for judgment, until the death of him who is high priest at the time. Then the manslayer may return to his hometown and his own home, to the town from which he fled. So they set apart Kadesh in Galilee, in the hill country of Naphtali, and Shechem in the hill country of Ephraim, and Kirath Araba, that is, Hebron, in the hill country of Judah. And beyond the Jordan east of Jericho, they appointed Bezir in the wilderness on the tableland, from the tribe of Reuben, and Ramoth in Gilead, from the tribe of Gad, and Golan and Bashan, from the tribe of Manasseh. These were the cities designated for all the people of Israel and for the stranger sojourning among them, that anyone who killed a person without intent could flee there, so that he might not die by the hand of the avenger of blood, till he stood before the congregation. Then the heads of the fathers' houses of the Levites came to Eleazar the priest, and to Joshua the son of Nun, and to the heads of the fathers' houses of the tribes of the people of Israel. And they said to them at Shiloh in the land of Canaan, the Lord commanded through Moses that we have given cities to dwell in, along with their pasture lands for our livestock. So, by command of the Lord, the people of Israel gave to the Levites the following cities and pasture lands out of their inheritance. The lot came out of the clans of the Kohathites. So those Levites, who were descendants of Aaron, the priests received by lot from the tribes of Judah, Simon, and Benjamin, thirteen cities. And the rest of the Kohathites received by lot from the clans of the tribe of Ephraim, from the tribe of Dan, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, ten cities. Then the Gershonites received by lot from the clans of the tribes of Issachar, from the tribe of Asher, from the tribe of Naphtali, and from the half-tribe of Manasseh and Bashan, thirteen cities. The Merites, according to their clans, received from the tribes of Reuben, the tribes of Gad, and the tribes of Zebulon, twelve cities. These cities and their pasture lands, the people of Israel gave by lot to the Levites, as the Lord had commanded through Moses. Out of the tribe of the people of Judah and the tribe of the people of Simon, they gave the following cities mentioned by name, which went into the descendants of Aaron, one of the clans of the Kohathites who belonged to the people of Levi, since the lot fell to them first. They gave them Kirath Arabah, Arabah being the father of Anak, that is, Hebron, in the hill country of Judah along with the pasture lands around it. But the fields of the city and its villages had been given to Caleb, the son of Jephuneah, as his possession. And to the descendants of Aaron, the priests they gave Hebron, the city of refuge for the manslayer, with its pasture lands, Libna with its pasture lands, Jatir with its pasture lands, Eshtemoi with its pasture lands, Holon with its pasture lands, Debir with its pasture lands, Ayan with its pasture lands, Juta, with its pasture lands, Beth Shemesh, with its pasture lands, nine cities out of those two tribes. Then, out of the tribes of Benjamin, Gibeon, with its pasture lands, Geba, with its pasture lands, Anathoth, with its pasture lands, and Almon, with its pasture lands, four cities. 
The cities of the descendants of Aaron, the priest, were in all thirteen cities with their pasture lands. As to the rest of the Kohathites belonging to the Kohathite clan of the Levites, the cities allotted to them were out of the tribe of Ephraim. To them were given Shechem, the city of refuge, for the manslayer, with its pasture lands in the hill country of Ephraim. Gezir with its pasture lands, Kibzaim with its pasture lands, Beth Horan with its pasture lands, four cities. And out of the tribe of Dan, Elteke with its pasture lands, Gibethon with its pasture lands, Ajalon with its pasture lands, Gathrimon with its pasture lands, four cities. And out of the half tribe of Manasseh, Tanakh with its pasture lands, and Gathrimon with its pasture lands, two cities. The cities of the clans of the rest of the Kohathites were ten in all with their pasture lands. And to the Gershonites, one of the clans of the Levites were given out of the half-tribe of Manasseh, Golan, and Bashan with, the past, with its pasture lands, the city of refuge for the manslayer, and Beshtereh with its pasture lands, two cities, and out of the tribe of Issachar, Kishion with its pasture lands, Dabereth with its pasture lands, Jarmuth with its pasture lands, Inganim with its pasture lands, four cities, and out of the tribe of Asher, Mishael with its pasture lands, Abdon with its pasture lands, Elkaath with its pasture lands, and Rehob with its pasture lands, four cities, and out of the tribe of Naphtali, Kadesh, and Galilee with its pasture lands, the city of refuge for a manslayer, Hamoth Dor with its pasture lands, and Kartan with its pasture lands, three cities. The cities of the several clans of the Gershonites were in all thirteen cities with their pasture lands. And to the rest of the Levites, the Merite clans were given out of the tribe of Zebulon, Jokanim with its pasture lands, Karta with its pasture lands, Dimnah with its pasture lands, Nehalalal with its pasture lands, four cities. And out of the tribe of Reuben, Bezir with its pasture land, Jehaz with its pasture land, Kedimoth with its pasture lands, and Mephachtoth with its pasture lands, four cities. And out of the tribe of Gad, Ramoth and Gilead with its pasture lands, the city of refuge for the manslayer, Mahanaim with its pasture lands, Heshbon with its pasture lands, Jezer with its pasture lands, four cities in all. As for the several Merite clans, that is, the remainder of the clans of the Levites, those allotted to them were in all twelve cities. The cities of the Levites in the midst of the possession of the people of Israel were in all forty-eight cities with their pasture lands. These cities each hold its pasture lands around it, so it was well with all these cities. Thus the Lord gave to Israel all the land that he swore to give to their fathers, and they took possession of it, and they settled there. And the Lord gave them rest on every side just as he had sworn to their fathers. Not one of all their enemies had withstood them. For the Lord had given their enemies into their hands. Not one word of all the good promises that the Lord had made to the house of Israel had failed. All came to pass. At that time Joshua summoned the Reubenites and the Gadites and the half-tribe of Manasseh and said to them, You have kept all that Moses the servant of the Lord commanded you, and have obeyed my voice in all that I have commanded you. You have not forsaken your brothers these many days, down to this day, but have been careful to keep the charge of the Lord your God. And now the Lord your God has given you rest to your brothers, as he has promised them. Therefore, turn and go to your tents in the land where your possession lies, which Moses the servant of the Lord gave you on the other side of the Jordan. Only be careful to observe the commandment and the law that Moses the servant of the Lord commanded you, to love the Lord your God and to walk in all his ways and to keep his commandments and to cling to him and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. So Joshua blessed them and sent them away, and they went to their tents.
Now to the one half tribe of the tribe of Manasseh, Moses had given a possession in Bashan, but to the other half, Joshua had given a possession beside their brothers in the land west of the Jordan. And when Joshua sent them away with their homes and blessed them, he said to them, Go back to your tents with much wealth and with very merry, very much livestock, with silver, gold, bronze, and iron, and with much clothing. Divide the spoil of your enemies with your brothers. So the people of Reuben and the people of Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh returned home, parting from the people of Israel at Shiloh which is in the land of Canaan, to go to the land of Gilead, their own land, of which they had possessed themselves by command of the Lord through Moses. And when they came to the region of the Jordan, that is in the land of Canaan, the people of Reuben and the people of Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh built there an altar by the Jordan, an altar of imposing size. And the people of Israel heard it said, Behold, the people of Reuben and the people of Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh have built an altar to the frontier of the land of Canaan, in the region about the Jordan, on the side that belongs to the people of Israel. And when the people of Israel heard of it, the whole assembly of the people of Israel gathered at Shiloh to make war against them. Then the people of Israel sent to the people of Reuben and the people of Gad and the half-tribe of Manasseh in the land of Gilead, Phinehas and the son of Eleazar, the priest, and with him ten chiefs, one from each tribe of the tribal families of Israel, every one of them the head of the family among the clans of Israel. And they came to the people of Reuben and the people of Gad, the half-tribe of Manasseh in the land of Gilead, and they said to them, Thus says the whole congregation of the Lord, What is this breach of faith that you have committed against the God of Israel in turning away this day from following the Lord by building yourselves an altar this day in rebellion against the Lord? Have we not had enough of the sin at Peor, from which even yet we have not cleansed ourselves, and for which there came a plague upon the congregation of the Lord? that you too must turn away this day from following the Lord. And if you too rebel against the Lord today, when tomorrow he will be angry with the whole congregation of Israel. But now, in the land that you of your possession is unclean, pass over into the Lord's land where the Lord's tabernacle stands, and take for yourselves a possession among us. Only do not rebel against the Lord, or make us rebel by building for yourselves an altar other than the altar that the Lord our God did not Achan and the son of Zareah break the faith in the matter of devoted things, and wrath fell upon all the congregation of Israel? And he did not perish alone for his iniquity. Then the people of Reuben, the people of Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh said in answer to the heads of the families of Israel, The mighty one, God the Lord, the mighty one, God the Lord, he knows, and let Israel itself know. If it was in rebellion or in breach of faith against the Lord, do not spare us today for building an altar to turn away from following the Lord. Or, if we did so to offer burnt offerings or grain offerings or peace offerings on it, may the Lord himself take vengeance. No, but we did it from fear that in time to come your children might say to our children, What have you to do with the Lord, the God of Israel? For the Lord has made the Jordan a boundary between us and you, you people of Reuben and people of Gad. You have no portion in the Lord. So your children might make our children cease to worship the Lord. Therefore we said, Let us now build an altar, not for burnt offering nor for sacrifice, but to be a witness between us and you, and between our generations after us, that we do perform the service of the Lord in the, His presence with our burnt offerings and sacrifices and peace offerings. So your children will not say to our children in the time to come, You have no portion in the Lord. And we thought, if this should be said to us or our descendants in time to come, we should say, Behold, the copy of the altar of the Lord which our fathers made 
not for burnt offerings, nor for sacrifice, but to be a witness between us and you. Far be it from us that we should rebel against the Lord and turn away this day from following the Lord by building an altar for burnt offering, grain offering, or sacrifice other than the altar of the Lord our God that stands before his tabernacle. When Phinehas, the priest, and the chiefs of the congregation, the heads of the families of Israel who were with him, heard the words that the people of Reuben and the people of Gad and the people of Manasseh spoke, it was good in their eyes. And Phinehas, the son of Eleazar, the priest, said to the people of Reuben and the people of Gad and the people of Manasseh, Today we know that the Lord is in our midst, because you have not committed this breach of faith against the Lord. Now you have delivered the people of Israel from the hand of the Lord. Then Phinehas the son of Eleazar and the priest and the chiefs returned to the people of Reuben and the people of Gad and the land of Gilead and the land of Canaan to the people of Israel and brought back word to them. And the report was good in the eyes of the people of Israel. And the people of Israel blessed God and spoke no more of making war to, against them to destroy the land where the people of Reuben and the people of Gad were settled. The people of Reuben and the people of Gad called the altar witness. For, they said, it is a witness between us that the Lord is God. Romans chapter 13 Let every person be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist have been instituted by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resist what God has appointed, and those who resist will incur judgment. For rulers are not a terror to good conduct, but to bad. Would you have no fear of the one who is in authority? Then do what is good, and you will receive his approval, for he is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid, for he does not bear the sword in vain. For he is a servant of God, an avenger who carries out God's wrath on the wrongdoer. Therefore, one must be in subjection, not only to avoid God's wrath, but also for the sake of conscience. For because of this, you also pay taxes, for the authorities are ministers of God, attending to this very thing. Pay to all what is owed to them, taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect to whom respect is owed, honor to him honor is owed. Owe no one anything except to love each other, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not commit murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and any other commandment are summed up in this word, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Besides this, you know the time, that the hour has come for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we first believed. The night is far gone. The day is at hand. So then, let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sensuality, not in quarreling and jealousy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. In the middle of the book of Joshua, we find that all of the promises that God had made to the fathers of Israel came true. They weren't mitigated, they weren't half-sized, they weren't compromised, they came true. And this is such an exciting and astounding fact that God pushed and delivered the enemies of Israel into their hands. That on all sides of the nation that was established in the land that God gave to them, there was no conflict. But you know what happens whenever there's no conflict? 
What happens when you're dealing with sinful men and corrupt people with a fallen nature and there's no conflict around us? Yeah, that's right. We turn within. We find that the ten tribes that were to the west of the Jordan turned against the, the tribes that were to the east. Why did they do that? Why is it that this came to be? Well, actually for a pretty good reason. They were afraid that the tribes were causing them to sin by building an altar to God, when in actual fact, there was insecurity on the tribes that were to the east of the Jordan. They were afraid that the other ten tribes, because they were larger, would outnumber them and say to their children that they had no inheritance. That's an awful thing. To turn against brothers? To be all part of the descendants of Abraham, whether you're from the tribe of, of Issachar or from the tribe of Judah or from the, any other tribe, why would we turn against one another? You know, that happens in the church today too. It's been said that there's no such thing as a perfect church. Well, I think that's the truth. Even when persecution dwindles, we find ways to fight amongst ourselves maybe dividing over small issues that are really should bring us closer together as we pursue to discuss and understand who God is. I'm not saying that we can't have disagreements. It is sad whenever our sinful condition divides us. With that said, we have something to celebrate at the end of Joshua 22. It's not division. It's not distraction. It's not fighting. It's reconciliation. The tribes understand each other. As the tribes of Reuben and Gad explain why they built this altar as a testimony or as a witness between all of the tribes of Israel, that they are all the inheritors of the land that God had given them. I think we could learn a lot from that. The issue with church discipline is not one where we go in and we're always right. Rather, I think more often than not, when practiced biblically, should be uh, the result should be reconciliation. Oh, I understand why you did what you did. I misunderstood and thought that it was something different. I'm glad that you're doing well. This should be the model that we have as we open our lives up to one another through the ministry of the local church. This is the blessing of fellowship that is found in the church today. Under the Lordship of Christ, we are brothers.